Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm thinking of... Matt, have you got a shaved head at the moment? I haven't, no. I've been. I've got lockdown hair. We'll see oh, it. let's see it. Let's see it. Come on. What? Looks, that's uh, like... It looks like you had a haircut. I mean, uh, my my wife did trim the sides of my hair. Uh, Is she a professional hairdresser? Because uh, it looks really good. The first time, the first time she did it, we had my my hairdresser on Zoom, and and he talked her through it. Like, um, you know, I was thinking about it. It went really well. It went really fucking well. The second time, we were like, we don't need him on the thing. You know what to do, right? She was like, yeah, you've done it once. (laughs) Terrible, terrible decision. It went awfully wrong. And um, I've got like a big, I've got like a 90s step right now. But um, oh. yeah, it was an awful, awful thing to do. Jamie just went to the, he, he paid a hairdresser to give him. I haven't, a, no, I haven't, I haven't had a hair. No, I haven't. You just stop. I haven't done anything. I haven't paid <laughs> stop anyone spreading shit. these awful rumors. <laughs> stop spreading these rumors. What are you talking about? The police are not going to my door. <laughs> oh, shut up, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still here with Matt Willis. Yes, Woo-hoo! hi. Oh, right. Wait. Um, so, where did you do? Where did you spend your? Where are you spending your lockdown, Matt? Um, I'm in my house in Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. Yeah, I moved out here about oh, nice. four years ago. I moved out of London. I'm. I love it. It's nice. Chill. Nice. Lots of green space. Where in Hertfordshire? Yeah, I'm just what, by. Um, what's your address? <laughs> I'm just by. Well, do you know, I'm not too far from Elstree Studios. Oh. You know, like kind of okay. that, that way. So, so I say Hertfordshire because it sounds nice. Just by Watford, really. But, um, <laughs> oh. but yeah, yeah. Um, that's like that's yeah, yeah. like just saying that's like trying to say. I remember I had a friend when I was younger who he used to live in Notting Hill, but if he ever met someone that was slightly edgy, he used to say Shepherd's Bush. So he'd be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. So you're, I mean, the same, I you're the same, because you think we're posh, you say Hertfordshire, but actually you're going, we're Spotford. It's kind of Watford, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I say, I say Labrick Grove uh, yeah. when I'm trying to, you know, be in, to be down with the, the street, but then, you know, it's Notting Hill. When, uh, oh, it's uh, like Pimlico in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but so, but you have you have kids, right? I have three children. Yes, three. So, so did you decide to move out of London because of your family and things like that? Yeah, we kind of. Um, well, to be honest, I mean, I loved where I live. I lived in Crouch End for about ten years, and I, I loved it there, and I really miss it. But we kind of, um, 
we got to the point where we were thinking about what my eldest would do when she had to go to secondary school. And there was kind of a good few primary schools, but nothing. And so we moved out here because there's a really good school they could go to until they're 18. And it's ran down the road from my house. Harrow. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, back, but also, so h- how long ago did you get married? What age were you when you got married? I was 25 when I got married. So that was 12 years ago. But that's but that that's it's quite young to get married. Yeah, so it's young. Yeah, right? yeah. I was young. I was young. I found a. I got a really attractive girlfriend. I was like, I'm gonna fucking marry you straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's 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 exactly before what before you I realize think... a terrible mistake <laughs> you're making. I'm gonna marry you. Yeah, make you I... sign of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you're suddenly locked in. I always think that moment when you suddenly you ask someone to marry you, and then you're okay, and then you're suddenly getting married. You're going, oh. Fuck! I got this is this is like forever, but that's sweet and exciting. But it's definitely forever, and I think that's the most intimidating thing about getting. Well, married. it's not not necessarily forever if you look at the record currently of uh, uh, you know uh, of those things. Like people seem to be more uh, you know yeah, fast and loose with the idea of staying together. You know, staying together forever these days. Wouldn't you say? Like it, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a rise in divorces. Yeah, but but I but I came from a divorced family, so I wouldn't want to have. No, me me too, me too. I'm uh, yeah. I, I, that's why I think it's such a serious thing to. Are you telling? Of... Are you t- are you basically saying to Matt Willis that Matt, look, if you want to get a divorce, it's okay. Yeah. That's it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's 2020. You can get divorced whenever you want. Uh, no, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that it's okay. I actually disagree with that. I think people should be be much more considered about. Who they? I mean, it sounds like you you were, but it's, I think a lot a lot a lot of people a lot of people aren't. They get married because they think everyone around them is, and they get nervous, and they're yeah, like, "Oh, maybe yeah. Francis that's is now freaking out." Look at me, yeah. <laughs> freaking out. I'm not no, saying not... I think you should get a divorce. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I don't want to get into like an hour long, you know, ex- explanation of my position on marriage, but, but I could if you if you if you have the time. <laughs> but, but that that is that is kind of the that I I commend you for that because you know, like you said, you you kind of came. You were in Busted, you were this huge fame, and as you know, you're in your, your early 20s, and people are throwing themselves in things that, and you just decided, no, I've found a, a woman that I love, and I'm going to marry, and this is what I want to do. And a lot of people, it takes them until sort of, you know, 40 years old, and suddenly they go, actually, this is the sort of time to settle down and things like that. Because I suppose out of all your friends, you must have been quite young to get married, right? Um, yeah, I was the first. I was the first one to get married. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never, I've always, I always wanted that. You know, ever since I was a yeah. kid, like um, to be a young dad. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah, like <laughs> I, I did. I always, I always that was your to wish. Be, I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to settle down. I always wanted to, that kind of relationship. You know, I, you know, I kind of always really um, and it didn't seem weird at the age of twenty five to do it. Like um, it didn't feel like um, like a like a weird step. It felt like it felt natural. natural. It felt natural and to right. do that at that point. Yeah. Plus, did she you? was she was seven years older than me, so she was thirty two. So it's kind of like. Um, she she was, put the pressure on. She was, um, you know, her biological clock and all that. You know, it was kind of <laughs> fucking knocking down my door. Did you come from a family life where you were very much a family and you were together, and so you kind of always wanted to replicate that? Is that what it was? No, like? quite the opposite. I came from a divorced family, and I kind of never really. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep and dark about it, but I don't think I ever really had that. You know, I never mm. really had that kind of family unit, that kind of like safe, secure kind of place you know like and i always craved it so as soon as i could i kind of yeah i wanted that for myself you know well we're all like a similar in that sense we're all from divorced divorced yeah. families 
Yeah. 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 No. No. We are. We are. But also, then, you know, which proves my previous point about the universe, <laughs> brothers in arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel you. That, yeah. That, that we're all yeah. together on this. They only they only employ people who divorced families. <laughs> because and for all of our listeners, don't you're married to the very beautiful Emma Willis as well, who is yeah. presenter and you know, I mean, she smoke show. Yeah, man. <laughs> I did now, well. Now, did well. Now, now hitting on Matt Willis's wife after that. So <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm yeah, complimenting yeah, complimenting his wife. Yeah, well, hitting on his wife. No, it's true. <laughs> but also, I, I do. I want to know this as well. With you know, when when Buster did. Uh, breakdown and i know we keep going back to just actually that you were still young then as well and for you to be a musician and things like that and then your band suddenly uh breaks down so then you kind of go okay, right i'm gonna go on a solo career is there a point where you suddenly go shit you know i was in a band now i'm not and then you suddenly get to that position where you're like well what do i do now did that ever happen to you well to be honest, i always uh, i never really intended to be in a band you know, it wasn't really the, the idea. I was, I went to drama school and I always wanted to be an actor and it was kind of like, and the band thing just kind of like happened by accident. Like we wrote some cool songs. I liked hanging around with James. One thing led to another. Suddenly we're busted. You know, it wasn't really like, it was like, I didn't have, you know, I didn't dream about being a pop star when I was a kid. It just wasn't what I ever intended to be. So when the band finished, I just was like, right, cool. I'll go back to drama school. I'll kind of go back to being an actor. And it was and suddenly I was like, oh, but I'm in a very different position to any other 21-year-old that I know that's going to university or drama school or whatever, you know, at that time. So it became, it, my choices were slightly made for me in that way, you know, and um, it, 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 was a, it was a very, I suppose, you know, I, I don't know, because uh, it was me, it was happening to me. So I just kind of dealt with what was happening at the time. But at 21, kind of um, coming out of the band, there was a moment where I kind of went, oh, shit, what yeah. the fuck am I going to do now? You know, I still yeah. have those moments now. But, Matt, but you, but you did, you went back in time because you were you appeared in EastEnders. You were in EastEnders for a bit, wasn't that right? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and and lots of other acting things. So you kind of went from you and you and you still and you did presenting and all those different stuff. So you kind of have you've always sort of stayed within that. You've, you've run the gamut of entertainment. I have, I have, I have. There's still um there'll be some sort of dancing show of some capacity in my future, I'm oh, sure. Oh yeah. You know, not Maybe this year, what, not this year, year? but oh. I mean it's, it's it's a given, isn't it, at some point most probably. You know, yeah, I like um I I love I love I love acting more than anything. Like if I'm honest, I love it much more than playing music, but it's um well, I say that, no, that's not true, actually. Playing shows, like, with Busted is my favourite thing to do in the world. Like, playing a gig, there's nothing that comes close to that. Everything else about being in a band, I can give or take. You know, if I'm honest, like, the rest of the bullshit I have to do, like, I can fucking leave that tomorrow. But the the 90 minutes that we're on stage in front of an audience is fucking amazing. Everything else is just a bit me. Is it is it is it unreal when you play in likes of like the O2 and things like that in front of a crowd? Is there just nothing like it? There's nothing like it. Like, like I mean, uh, the, the thing is that gigs like that are really amazing. But we kind of know in a way they're going to be good because there are crowds and there are people and they come to see our band. They bought a fucking ticket. They we're pretty i should hope that they're excited you know no one's booing you exactly i should hope that no one's excited but 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 those shows that you go on stage and you're a bit unsure about like um like there's been a few like glastonbury was like that like we played glastonbury a couple of years ago 
And I was a fucking nervous wreck. I was like, how is this going to go? We were on the same time as Jeremy Corbyn as well. I was like, fucking hell, what's going to go on? You know, but um, thank fuck, loads of people turned up and they just shut the field down. It was chaos. It was amazing. Because yeah, I guess it it, at an though. event like that, like Glassbury, like people, people maybe who haven't seen you or heard your music might go to watch you because they've you know heard about you and they want to see you. So, you, so it's like you're, you ha- you're not playing to a crowd that you've already won over, right? Like, no, you have to do your job. You have to walk yeah. on stage and you have to give them they're not expecting you to be good. Do you know what I mean? It's something mm. like that. Like, especially with my band, I think there comes a preconception about what they're going to experience, you know? And, um, and you know, without being a dickhead, we work really fucking hard. Like, like Busted rehearsed the hell out of our shows and we really work hard at it. You know, I kind of start rehearsal six weeks before we walk in the room, you know? So it's kind of, we're very meticulous about the way we sound and the way we come across. And we've kind of formulated a kind of way to, to kind of do a show which kind of works with us and our music and the kind of we found a way to kind of sit with that you know so it's um but there's still that element of what's going to happen how are they going to be received like we played um we played a punk festival called slam dunk last year as a secret guest <laughs> oh, I, was there. I was you there. were there you were at slam dunk shut up no, 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 <laughs> and um and i was fucking shitting myself because these are the bands that I would get shit for, for going to see back in the day, you know, yeah, like that yeah. rule on the bill. And we were a surprise guest. We came on as, um, I can't remember what our fucking name was, loser kids or something. We kind of came on as a secret name at like three o'clock in the afternoon on one of the stages as a surprise, but it went fucking off. And we were like, it kind of makes you go shit. I'm, we yeah. are good at this. Thank we, fuck. Are, yeah, yeah. we are good we're at back. this. We're back yeah. and we're doing all right. You know, daddy's people. home. I haven't had one <laughs> bit of piss thrown at me. Yes. I love the fact I love the fact you guys go on stage and you're literally like uh, hey everyone um, (laughs) we're busted like like, (laughs) no clue if you're going to be received no clue sort of slightly apologising for being yeah but that's so (laughs) exhilarating (laughs) isn't it oh it's amazing it's the most amazing feeling and you know they're always like that but it's it's always it's one of those things isn't it like nothing's ever as bad it's nothing's ever as bad as you think it's going to be like you kind of I build things up in my head. Oh my God, I'm going to get pissed thrown at me. This is going to be terrible. Why did we say yes to this gig? We should have never done it. You know, all this kind of stuff. And then it's fucking amazing. And I don't know why I do this to myself or torment myself but, in my head. But also I think, I think, I think you, maybe you don't, but I think you totally underestimate how, like what a place like your band Busted had in all, everyone's hearts when we were younger. And I think mm. that we all have that like inner child within ourselves. So we look back at songs and love songs, you know, that when we grew up with. And I'm not surprised like Glassbury, the field gets shut down or at Slam Don't They Love You or, or if you put out tickets tomorrow, it would sell endless tickets because everyone has that inner child. They go, fuck, I just love those guys. And have I you got that inner child, Jamie? Yeah, I've got that inner child within Where me. Where do you keep him? <laughs> I just keep him in, <laughs> in, your, in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> but mate i think you honestly do because i think that i think everyone you know loves you guys and and also it just i i think it's i, I was about to say rad because we <laughs> i've never used the word rad ever yeah it's man. fucking rad man yeah it is it's rad it's, it's rad it's, it's rad, rad that bro. you it's rad that you can, uh, you know, how many, what is it? Is it, is it 15, 15 years? 20 later? years, 20 years in 2022. So it's wow. 18 years, yeah. 
That's well, groovy. Eight, eight, Eighteen years later, you guys can you can still sell <laughs> tickets. You can still sell out arenas and stuff like that with yeah, man. the the brand and the band. Like that's insane. Like no that one is, can yeah, do that. Far out, man. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakker. 
But I think that's the power of music, yeah. right? It brings you right mm. back to where yeah. you first listened to that song, yeah. and, and, it, and it sort of encapsulates all of the the things that were happening to you at that time. It really is like a. It's like what feelings sound like mu- music. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I've I've recently been um, uh, making tech, make, making techno, making making <laughs> sort of melodic. Melodic techno. And, uh, I love how you just repeated the word techno four times. I just that that was that was twice, the best. Actually. Okay. <laughs> you know, if Jamie can't count apparently, but um, but uh, and it's so like you know I. It, you, you, you know, I made this one song recently and it was a beautiful sunny day and I was sort of like dancing whilst I was making it. I like techno because you can obviously that with those loops, you can just sort of play around and it's almost like a painting a collage or, you know, making a collage, you know. But but it really like when I listen to it now, it, re- it reminds me of that day that, that I made it in that beautiful day, mm. sunny day. I can hear yeah, the sun, great. you know. Yeah, man. How Mate- brilliant. I I, t- I totally agree with you. I think I think un- people underestimate the like not the power of nostalgia, but how great nostalgia is. And I and I agree with you that no one wants to be known for. No one wants melancholy. Everyone, but everyone wants to be present, right? You want to be, you know, I want a new hit now, now, now. But actually, I totally agree with you. If this is, I think what you're saying is that playing on the melancholy and playing on that, like that sort of sort of part within you. I think that's wicked. I think, you know, the fact that like, you know, if, if I look at my my parents and stuff like that, the, the the bands that they loved growing up, they still love them to bits, even though they haven't played music or played hits or whatever it is, they still freaking love it. I think there's a massive things on that. Yeah, yeah, man. Like um but there is um you know it's kind of one of those words that is a dirty word in music, which is nostalgia. But why? Like, um I think it's because you know, you. I don't know. There's something about it which makes you feel feel sorry for you know, like there's certain bands. One hit there. wonders. Yeah, one hit wonders, and people that are doing it past their prime. You know, and there's yeah. something about that. You're like, oh, you should maybe give it up. Not naming <laughs> names. <laughs> you know, who, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, not naming names. But there is there is certain certain things, and I feel it sometimes too. I'm like, boys, you should knock it on the head. You know, or yeah. whatever, you know. But really, <laughs> but, the, what else are they going to do? They're a fucking band and they're musicians and that's what they do. And they're, Are you talking you know, about the Rolling Stones? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I mean, they still, you know, like, but there is certain, there is certain other ones who I, I, would, I would say. But, but this is the other thing which kind of... The Spice Girls. <laughs> this is what also frustrates me about, is that, okay, you wouldn't go to, you wouldn't say to like a dentist or to uh, an architect or to a lawyer, oh, you probably, you probably should pack it in now you're probably a little bit old for this aren't you? yeah but it, yeah. in the entertainment industry for some reason you get to a certain age and they're a bit like ah, you should probably come on well, then, then you cool. then you cross over into legendary status right so then there's mm. there's a tipping point there's a tipping point where where you're no longer perceived as that nostalgic act you're a legend you like know, bob dylan is, yeah like and all these and the rolling stones <laughs> and the and these kind of bands yeah. that like you know like um no one's gonna you know no one's gonna tell I'm trying to think of anyone. The no, cheeky it's... girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, perfect example. You know, but um, but no one's going to tell them to give up. You know, no. <laughs> they're legends. They so are about, musical legends. So exactly. What you're saying is, you woke up one day and went, "I'm now a legend." Ah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, you've, got, you've got to hold out. You've got to hold out for that shit. You know, like um, yeah. you know, like you've got, to, you've got to you've got to keep you've got to keep going. You know, like um, like I saw um, uh, I played a festival last year with Madness, and I watched them oh, go yeah. on stage, and I was like, They're fucking legends. You know, like, and I was so excited to see them. You know, I love that band, but I was like, um, not one part of me went. 
you shouldn't be doing this. You need to fucking give it a rest. Every part of me was like, I'm so fucking happy you're here. And it reminds me of a part of my childhood, which is a big part of my life, you know, and they've got legendary status, you know. Another thing is like, I think, you know, what what it seems a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of performers, they, they become, especially if they're still making music, they really, they really love the, the music they're making now. So it's, it's great that you got, that you guys still love the music you made back then. Like, you know, you still you seem sound like you're really passionate about the, that album that you made that particular moment in time, which sort of, sort of captured a, 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 a lot more than just an album for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I am. Um, yeah. I don't know how oh, other right. band members feel, you know, but there's, um, you know, there's certain songs that can make all of us roll our eyes that we have to put on a set list, you know, like, because we're just bored to fucking tears of playing them. But, you know, there's also, you Which know, ones? well, I knew you were going to say that, you know, but there was a period in my life that it's different. The thing is that those, those songs can also change, right? They can, they can, they can mean different things to you at different times. Like if you'd asked me even four years ago, if I liked playing the year 3000, I would have a very different answer. Mate, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. No, I fucking could not stand playing that song. Like, and I knew it was the fucking ace up our sleeve at every gig. Like wherever we played in the world, they fucking knew that song. But I just didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy really? it anymore. I hated playing it. Now I love it again. Like I absolutely yeah, love it. It's because like- it brings something. Comes in waves. Yeah, it comes in waves. And, and that like, it's like, and like, I know that we have, something which is gonna excite people like in a way that um no other song like a magic that we have, trick yeah no other song that we have has that power now you know like year 3000 is our tr- transcending powerful song like wherever we are in the world whatever gig we're playing you know just like skip to year 3000 you know if it's not going well you know and we're gonna fucking have a good At end to slam the show, dunk you know? again we should definitely kick off with year 3000 that's yeah 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 well you it's, it's our encore song it's like it's, it's that end of the show I, song you know because um uh, because nothing else ends a gig like it for us now and we've got a way of playing it that fits our new way of playing you know like so so the thing is i think what what it is for us right is that there's certain songs when you listen back to the recording you're devastated because I know what that song is now and I know what we could have done with it. And I listen back to this, the recording that we made when we were 17 and it doesn't live up to it, you know, but, um, but people don't know that people don't give a fuck about that. People know the song that they love and they love it for that reason. So, and also they don't really notice what we've done to it now live to make it excite us. They don't give a shit. They just hear, I've been to the year and they fucking lose their mind. I love the idea of Matt, you're on stage as well. And I reckon you would tear it up. You go, uh, don't don't tell you know you, you play the beat and we go fucking what here it comes we've dropped that bit that's the one bit we've dropped oh really <laughs> if i have to hear that bit one more time i will fucking die yeah that's the one thing straight away we've ripped that we've ripped that keyboard part never to be seen again that will never be seen again. Now we start with a guitar riff and everyone's happy. There, I might sample you don't that understand, You don't understand how track. long it took us to understand that that was the route to happiness within that song. The unhappiness ah. came from that keyboard Wait, part. Fra- but now that's gone. We can enjoy and embrace that song. With Fra- says you're going to steal it and make it on a loop. I can, now I'm going to sample it and make it into a <laughs> I also love the, I love the fact that you hated it so much for so long. People are going, play 3000 in your head. You're going, fuck off. I don't want to play that part. Exactly. If I had to stand backstage and hear... Killing oh, my vibe. Matt, you legend. Um, hey, Francis, listen, it's time for the answer to the question of the week. 
All right. Wait, I have a question. What key is that in the year 3000 in? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Right, You're going to make I'll a loop out. of it, aren't you? You actually... <laughs> Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get, it, I get, it, I get a sample. It. I get a sample. Please I'll send do, it to you, Matt. I'll send it to you, Matt. Please do. All right. So, okay. So the 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 question was, what? Like, how many times bigger or smaller were wine glasses? Was a sort of standard glass of wine in the the year three thousand seventeen hundred? Yeah. What was the answer, Francis? So, okay, you got to tell me your answers. So, Jamie, oh, what I, you said, I said two times smaller. Two times, Jamie. And I said three times smaller. Three times smaller. Well, they were, in fact, six times smaller. <laughs> no, get out of town! Six times smaller. Oh, wicked! Yeah. And, in, and in the year 3000, <laughs> guess how many times to- bigger they're going to be, be swimming pools. They're going to be swimming uh, pools. Uh, yeah. Hey, Matt, listen. Exactly. That's a Matt, bonus listen, We've taken up far too Matt. much of your time, so we're not going to uh, read you our diaries today. But um, listen, you have a podcast as well. That, um, you have a podcast. We have it with I Matt do. Richardson, don't you? I do. The lovely Matt Richardson. We started it. Oh, I um, love Matt before, Richardson. Before lockdown. Yep, he's fucking brilliant. And, um, and we've been meaning to do it for years. We've been talking about doing it, and we never got around to it. And then we started it. Um, and then we had about four and then lockdown happened, but then we've been doing them like this on, um, on, yeah, on, but it's on a good time to do, and to it's do been that, great. Right? It's been great. It's also like, to be honest, everything I do needs a live audience in front of it. So yeah. I have nothing in my fucking diary for the time <laughs> being. So podcasting <laughs> is really helping me right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. we, we feel you. Yeah. It's cool. Brother, when no brothers in arms. It's cool. When no one's watching, um, we got some really like awesome people, you know, we just had like this week was Tom Fletcher. My wife is on it. Got um, Russell Kane. We got some re- some really really good interesting people. And we, we can find it on iTunes, right? You can find it on anywhere you get your podcasts. It will be all good podcast <laughs> hey, platforms. Um, yes. Hey Matt, listen honestly, buddy. Um, we'd love to have you two mate, on as well. I've been chained to Matt. It's about it's about guilty pleasures, basically. So you kind of confess your uh, the things that you're into that you get up to when no one's watching that you make. <laughs> Jamie doesn't want to incriminate himself. <laughs> exactly. So <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Francis is just going to call you out on everything. He's just going to he's going to write yours for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's really fun. It's lighthearted. It's silly. It's not. It's not serious. It's just a right laugh. It's really good, and yeah. we fucking we have the mate, best. We, Listen, we would absolutely love to come on. So, so, so let uh, yeah, but without a doubt. Listen, buddy, honestly, um, knowing that I had you on the podcast today, I was super excited. You're an absolute, you're a legend already, and uh, I appreciate that you spent the time with us today. Honestly, no, no I really appreciate it. Listen, really Matt, also, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. That's over to you. Oh, <laughs> over to you, Matt. This you is go, me. Matt. Oh my god! Do, do, do. Um, holy shit! Something inspirational. I never meant to do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes fucking, success sometimes, happens by accident sometimes yeah. shit just happens you know it's one of those things isn't it like um, it's like like people ask me about that like uh, like i don't really see myself in that kind of way it's like successful or whatever you know so it's kind of very hard to kind of say you know but like in like um it's it's no one knows how to do anything until they do it totally Mm. I mean, this is one thing that I've learned like recently. It's like no one knows how to do anything like until they start doing it. And if you do it and you give it your fucking all, you can pretty much do anything. Yeah, it's true. I freaking love that. that. Matt Willis, thank you so much, buddy. I really appreciate it. That was epic. Guys, thanks so much. It was really cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.